If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hi. Welcome back to Inside Conan. Colon, an important Hollywood podcast. Beautifully done. <laughs> I'm half of the hosting team. My name's Mike Sweeney, and you are again? Jesse Gaskell. We're both writers on the Conan show. Yeah, the uh, non-Emmy nominated Conan show. Yes. It's Hollywood's fourth biggest night. It really is. We were nominated for the Emmys a few times, and once I went, and you know, they have bleachers for fans, fans of television, I guess. And, <laughs> and they just yell at all, you know, there's celebrities that are walking by, like, oh, hey, hi, blah, blah, blah. you know, people are yelling at Conan, and I was like, I don't know, 20 feet behind him. And I'm just like, you know, okay, I'm just an anonymous schlub. And then someone yelled, hey, Lincoln! What? Because I, I played Abe Lincoln on a few sketches. So I was like, to my wife, honey, please stop. <laughs> Hold up. I've got to milk this. My fan is here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I have to have a one-on-one -on -one moment with this sad man in the back of a bleacher. <laughs> we did sketches all the time where the way the sketch would end was figuring out a new way to assassinate Lincoln. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think once they had me come out uh, as a reanimated head in a jar <laughs> and they're like, I, here it is, Lincoln's head. And then the curtain opens again and John Wilkes Booth's head comes out in a separate jar and he has a gun in his teeth and he shoots me. Oh, man. <laughs> it's kind of a an old cliche to end a sketch with someone getting shot. Yes. I actually think that works. That's right? the exception. Yes. Yeah. And it, you know, it teaches history. So it's educational as well. It's true. Well, have you been? Are you still sewing? I am still sewing. I was actually sewing right before this. Really? When is your sewing time? Like is <laughs> No, I'm serious. <laughs> Anytime like, I'm stressed out, I don't sew all the time. Like late at night seems not good. That's like Silence of the Lambs sewing down in the Oh basement. yeah, you, you can only sew skin suits at night. Right, exactly. <laughs> but during the day it seems like the right yeah, time. Yeah, it's nice. I put on some music and I was listening to a Jimmy Buffett record. <laughs> oh, okay. Not just any music. You're sewing to Buffett. <laughs> Uh, well, we have a great interview. We do have a great interview. The, please. This is one that we recorded a long time ago, but we've been sitting on it. Maybe the pandemic was in Wuhan and we were all just like, oh, oh China, get your act together. I think we mentioned in the podcast, oh, a pandemic would never come here. 
Yes, right. And if it did, it would never last more than a month. Right. And even if it did, it would never shut down television production, our most (laughs) hallowed occupation in this country. But we talked to Alec Berg, who... If you are a fan of television, I think you're a fan of his. Yes, he's uh, one of the minds behind Silicon Valley. And uh, Barry, another reason we want to talk to him was he was one of the very first writers on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. He was. And then he left. He and his writing partner left to write on a show called Seinfeld. Am I saying that right? Does he regret that move? We'll find out. (laughs) Here's Alec Berg. Um, so how do we okay. do yeah, the, uh, oh, you, please. put the cans on and then... What is this podcast? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's probably your fourth one today. Yeah. That's right. I don't do, do a lot you, of these. Yeah. You know? I really don't. Yeah. No. Well, we, we were wondering how much of this territory will be trodden, but we think people think haven't... None. Oh, good. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's great. great. I don't know that a lot of people know that you wrote for Conan, so that's exciting. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. People don't know that I write for anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why should Conan be any different? <laughs> It's buried in your resume. Well, we should introduce you, Alec Berg. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome, Alec. Thanks for doing this. Of course. Thank you for having me. On a Friday. On a Friday afternoon. In Los, in Los Angeles. Angeles. Yeah. Yes. Um, so far, this is going great. It is. Yes. It really is, actually. going very, very well. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic, but I think it's going I'm well. I'm assuming it's all sarcasm. <laughs> I assume every interaction I ever have with anyone is sarcasm. Yes. How could I be Sometimes sarcastic. I'm pleasantly surprised. <laughs> See, I actually have the opposite where I'm often being sincere and people think I'm being sarcastic. Mm. That happens to me a yeah. lot where every once in a while I'm sincere. <laughs> right. <laughs> People just assume it's the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, yeah. so you can't. Yeah, so you gave it up. And now it's <laughs> I'm trying to sarcasm. quit. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've mostly quit. Alec, you have this incredible resume, but the one thing a lot of people probably don't know about you is that you wrote on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. I did briefly yeah. in 1994. Is that started in February of ninety? That would have been 94. Yes, show, we got there for show 99. Oh. Wow. Jeff Schaefer so, and I, who I worked with right, for many, you, many years. Um, you were a writing team at yes. the time. So we got there, yeah, in February. We got there. There were nine massive blizzards that winter. They still talk about the winter of 93, 94 <laughs> in New York. It's like one of the worst ones ever. And we got there for eight, of, for eight of them. Oh, wow. So oh, it was wow. like blizzard <laughs> and then the snow would start to melt and then another blizzard. And so that's my memory of trying to get to 30 Rock oh, every day was like <laughs> 10 feet of snow on the sidewalks. And, oh, wow. Were you yeah. already living in New York? No. Jeff and I moved out to L.A. in the spring of 92. Okay. And we had been trying to get half-hour jobs, and Mm -hmm. we had gotten tiny nibbles of things here and there and just enough to keep us in macaroni and cheese. Yeah. When Conan started hiring, we met with him. We were actually – Jeff and I met with Conan the day he moved to New York. We went to his apartment that was on Doheny – you know, near what was then Chasen's, which is right. gone now. Were you just um, buying a sofa off of him? Or? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we, he just, he said, whatever you like, take it. No, but we were meeting with him and literally his car came to take him to the airport while we were talking to him. And wow. I remember him pacing around and looking out the window 
And he said, do I need to leave now? Like he's here. <laughs> I'm supposed to talk to you guys, but is it rude that he's sitting down there ready to take me? And I'd like, I, I guess this he was had like not. like the first oh, time he'd had a car a call pop. for him. Yeah. yeah. What a pup. Yeah. No, <laughs> this was. This he was, didn't know you can leave him waiting <laughs> right. for hours. It was weeks before he became unbearable. Yes. yes. <laughs> now now um, the driver sits out there for weeks. Like, yeah. 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 Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it was literally the moment that he left. Oh, wow. wow. And you guys were meeting um, with him about something unrelated? No, about writing, oh, about writing on the show. On the show. He's, he and Robert had started to sort of like – Robert Smythe. Okay. Robert Smythe, right. yes. Had started to talk to some people. And Jeff and I met with Conan and then we wrote a submission packet. And mm-hmm. Robert Smigel being Robert Smigel, we didn't hear back – Right. All that quickly. And then we got a job on a half hour show starring a then unknown Jeff Garland. Oh. Um, (laughs) And that show, as you may have guessed, didn't go anywhere. Uh And then we got the company that produced that show also produced a show called Herman's Head, which I know Mm -hmm. you've seen all of. (laughs) And so we were working on Herman's Head and we got a call from Robert Smigel and he basically just said, okay. Can you start tomorrow? (laughs) And we went, what do you mean? Now? Can you start? Exactly. I mean, it was almost literally that. And we're like, well, first of all, we sent that stuff in like months ago and never heard anything. And second of all, no, we took another job. And he was a little bit irritated (laughs) that he's like, nobody told me you took another job. (laughs) We sent this in months ago. But as luck would have it, Herman's head, as you know, got canceled. (laughs) I'm a real head head. Yeah. Yeah. Although it didn't. It went on hiatus. So we went on a hiatus like, you know, they they shortened the order and it it all but got canceled. So we called them and said, hey, we're around. So that's why we started at show 99 Mm -hmm. and not at the beginning. Right. So we went out there in February and worked for three or four months. Yeah. And then we were under option to Herman's Head. So we had to come back. But then they didn't pick it up. Okay. And once we had moved back. Back to L.A., we were sort of waffling and we we're like, And ah. you had just been through the worst winter of yes. New York history. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then we were talking about coming back to Conan and then we got a call from some friends of ours that worked at another show called Seinfeld, huh. um, which you also might have heard of. Mm. Yes. It's not Herman's Head, but no. two sides of the same <laughs> coin. Um, Indicating your Going yeah. even, Stephen. Yes, the scales of <laughs> comedic injustice. Yes. Comedic, yeah. But uh, so we got hired at Seinfeld. So then we had to call Conan back and say, we're really sorry. Yeah. But we have this other thing. And so we ended up working there. And that was the end of our. Was Seinfeld already on And you've regretted it ever since, right? Yes. Yes, yes yeah. we have. Yeah Seinfeld, yeah, Seinfeld had been on. When we started working there, it was already the number one show. Right. And oh, they had great. done, I don't want to say they had done all the good episodes, <laughs> because I was there for slightly more than half of them. <laughs> but it was an mm-hmm. established show. Okay. And yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was already So you knew that Seinfeld. that was a pretty sure right. bet, yeah. Yeah, it was like getting made in the mafia. It had, was a yeah. really... Had you know, met Jerry or, or Larry no, David before we, that? No, we had the very first paying job Jeff and I ever got was writing a script for a show called Great Scott, which Toby Maguire was in. Oh. And uh, the guy who played E on Entourage. Yeah. Yes. Irish fellow. <laughs> Friends with Leonardo. Um, yes. So the guys who ran that show, Tom Gamble and Max Pross, who had been Letterman writers in the early days, they ran that show and they hired us to do a script. And then that show got canceled. But it was a Castle Rock show. And Castle Rock also produced Seinfeld. So they mm-hmm. had been moved over to Seinfeld. And that's how we got in the door at Seinfeld. So we got a call from Tom and Max at... 9.30 in the morning, and they yeah. just said, how soon can you come over here? And it was at Radford, which is in the Valley, yeah. and we were living 
kind of knew oh, yeah, where Seinfeld the grove is. Yeah, Seinfeld was shot in L.A., yeah. which is right. yeah. something that upsets a lot of people. Yeah, yes. no, yeah. shocking. Um, <laughs> I always remember the out, any outdoor scene where they're yeah. walking in New York. I'm like, that's L.A., son! Uh, come on! Yeah, it's funny if you look at I mean, we had one block of Upper West Side on the Radford right, lot, and right. the sidewalks yeah. are about three feet wide. Right. <laughs> and they built in all these, like, steam grates and things so it, oh, yeah. it oh. could make it look cold. So we get this call from Tom and Max, yeah. and they say, how, could, how, how soon can you get over here? And we said, I don't know. 45 minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and 45 minutes later we walked into Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld's office (gasps) it was actually great because it's better not to we had no time to get no time to think about it no time to obsess no time to plan anything we just walked Mm -hmm. in and we're Mm -hmm. kind of in awe and right you know just talked to them for 20 minutes yeah and we walked out and five months later no (laughs) yeah no I mean literally like an hour later we got a call from Tom and Max and they said hey they said uh, you should call your agent we said, call our agent about what? And then it turned out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And yeah. we got hired. Is that the big envelope or the, the little envelope? Yeah, no, we uh, <laughs> we got the big one. Yeah, it was yeah. great. That's great. But then, you know, that day we had to call Conan and mm-hmm. tell him good news, bad news. At least, I mean, it's it's good when you say you're leaving for a show like Seinfeld and yeah. not for Yeah, it definitely, <laughs> it softened the blow a little bit, I think. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I remember Conan was incredibly gracious about it and just said, look, I totally get it. And he's always great when people leave. Being gracious. Yeah. About, oh, good yeah. to you know. Because, yes, it's good to know. <laughs> yes. So, wow. You, so you were there for like three or four months. Yeah, like four months. I'm um, curious, a writing team, like how, I've never worked on a well, staff. Well, that just meant you got paid half as much, right? I think that's right. Yes. Oh, no, no. Actually, it didn't. On half-hour jobs, we definitely did because we were Berg, Ampersand, Schaefer, Mm -hmm. and we got one fee. But in Variety, because they run everybody's name on every episode, you get paid as an individual entity. Oh, cool. Uh Yeah. We got a pay bump, and then when we went back to Seinfeld, we got a huge pay cut. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Conan was definitely a lot more lucrative than Seinfeld was in the early going. So you went from sitcom to a variety show back into sitcom. Did you have to do a lot of mental gymnastics to kind of get into a different I don't know. I mean, to me, it was all just writing premises and jokes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty, like, we kind of fell into the, at that time, and I don't know if you guys still work this way, but the monologue people and the sketch people were incredibly separated. Yes. I mean, it really was yes. like we were literally on opposite sides of the office. Right. And every once in a while, one of the monologue people would come in and say, hey, we had this idea for a sketch and we would sort of roll our eyes at that. Right, right, right. Every <laughs> once in a while, one of us would have an idea for a monologue joke and go yeah. tell them and they would they roll would their roll. eyes at us. <laughs> but no, I remember that all the monologue guys would sit on the floor of this office that was just covered in, we used to have these things called newspapers. Um, <laughs> and this was pre-internet. This so yeah. yeah. So there would just be piles of every newspaper and right. they would just sit on the floor reading them. And But we were across the offices. And when I got there, it was um, Louis was there. Right. Dino Stamatopoulos was mm-hmm. there. Right. Ellie Baransic was still Robert Smigel's assistant right. at that point. She hadn't been writer's coordinator. Right. She yeah. hadn't been mm-hmm. promoted yet. Mm-hmm. Michael Gordon. Yeah. Yes. Dave Reynolds. Dave Reynolds. 
Yep. Andy Richter was yeah. sidekick, but also and a writer. Odenkirk would pop in every right. now and again and just knock ideas around. But that was kind of the room. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of us really spent an enormous amount of time waiting for Robert Smigel to come back from uh, wherever right. he was. <laughs> so we He could, was uh, running four other shows. <laughs> I, we a lot of times we literally had no idea. Like he was in the bowels of Thirty Rock somewhere. Right. Like, you know, I remember going down to the edit every once in a while and we used to edit on these giant three quarter inch tape machines yeah. that were all super antiquated and it was unbel- it was a small room yeah and I was explaining to, to someone recently it literally is linear <laughs> so yeah. if you wanted to you know put three different shots from a newsreel together you'd have to pop each tape out mm-hmm. and record it onto another piece of tape yeah. and if you change the order of anything you had to start from scratch I can't remember the guy's name, but the editor that we always worked with was one of these lifer Chuck Dijon. Is that the guy's name? The guy <laughs> and that's yell, a great yell at the Shut up and listen. <laughs> yes. Audio edit only. Close your eyes. That's don't the guy. Look. That's yeah. the guy. And I remember he would also yell at his tape decks. Do you remember this? Yes. Did you ever do that with you? He's like, come on, ladies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and if they you didn't call work, them ladies? Yeah. And if they didn't work correctly, he would yell at them. Yeah. It's like, uh, God, come on. Not now, ladies. Typical chick. Yeah. <laughs> Any new writer that came in was like fresh fodder for all his rules. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And, and then he'd be like, now that's funny. And <laughs> Yeah, but never laugh. No. <laughs> he was, it's funny how like comedy sometimes attracts the angriest. Yes. <laughs> there was a guy that would do the laugh track fixes on Seinfeld for uh-huh. our sound mixes. He was the angriest meanest guy and he had this machine and all he did all day long was move these faders around and right. just make laughter. That's right. what he did yeah. for a living. And, and you had to be nice to Angriest, him. meanest, most unhappy guy. Because if you were mean to him, he'd be like, okay, no laughs for you. Well, exactly. I mean, he had two things he would say. If you asked for a little bit more of a laugh, mm-hmm. he'd go, they can't all be hits. Right. Oh. And if you thought he had put too much laughter on it, he'd go, thought it was a comedy. Ugh. Over so and over again. You you were never right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that uh, Chuck, was that his name? Chuck Chijon. Yeah. T- yes. T- Amazing. Dijon like the mustard? Like the mustard. Oh. Yeah. So, I, yeah, usually Robert was hiding down there. I know. <laughs> I'd hear stories. He'd be down there massaging the show. Yeah. It aired at 1230. I think he, the drop dead time was like 11 or 1130. And he yeah. he usually uses all the time allotted. So. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so that you was, guys were just upstairs kind of. Yeah. Like, I, we like we'd shoot the show yeah. and then we'd come upstairs and we'd eat. Right. And sit around, I don't know, from... As I recall, the show was live to tape at right. was it four thirty or five thirty? I can't remember. I think uh, probably it was five. I think it was five thirty. Yeah, so at six thirty, we'd come upstairs and we'd eat and we'd sit around until mm-hmm. one a.m. Right, uh, doing yes. I don't know what, right. waiting. Yeah. Right, and then at one a.m. we'd start working. Oh no! And oh, and this is no. this is one of the things you know. Robert came out of SNL, right? Yeah. And so the whole like work ethic at SNL is like, look, we're going to stay up right. forty eight straight hours yeah. and put the show together. Yeah, which well, is great that's... when you do one show a week <laughs> right. and you have some weeks off. But and you if have you're a doing, lot of cocaine. Yeah, and we were doing. Five Five nights at that point and doing a bunch of pre-tapes and stuff over the weekend even, right? So if we wanted to do any like out and about stuff, 
we couldn't do it during the week. Right. Oh, wow. And it was really ambitious. I mean, it was packed with comedy. We were doing, and that was, and, you know, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here, but when Letterman came Mm -hmm. as a guest on the show, I remember he was so gracious. And the one thing he said is, the amount of produced comedy that you guys do on this show every night is just mind-blowing. Yeah. And that visit to me was the, that was the moment I think everybody kind of went, wait a minute, we might actually survive right. <laughs> because up until that point it was on the rocks yeah. and, and Conan, everyone was yeah. slamming yeah like when we show. first got there i think it was i'm i want to say it was tom shales who had visited yes. for like a week and conan had been incredibly gracious and given him an enormous amount of time and mm-hmm. access and then tom shales and if it wasn't him and i'm bad mouthing him i apologize <laughs> but i think it was tom shales who just trashed him. Oh, yes. No. He was the Washington Post yeah. television critic. Oh, and at yeah. the time, he was the last word on right. TV. Right. The Explain day that yourself. review came out, Conan was doing a satellite feed with uh, like 50 I, journalists. I watched yeah. I watched him do those. He used to do those these affiliate things okay. where he would sit at his desk right. and they would put one camera right. right in his face and he wouldn't see who he was talking to. And they would say, okay, you're going on with, you know, W-R-O-N in St. Louis. Kelly and Dave in (laughs) three, two. Uh, And they'd be like, hey, how uh, are you? And he'd have to go, hey. And and they would do like two minutes and 30 seconds. And then it would be like 30 seconds off. Yeah. And they'd go, okay, now we're going to K, blah, 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 and whatever. And he would have to do – and it was like seven or eight hours. I think that's exactly right. It was right when he got punched in the stomach. And and you could watch it on the feed. Well, he said the first question came up and the review had just come out that morning. Yeah. And Conan didn't know about it. Oh, no. And he said he was kind of feeling good. You know, like, oh, yeah. you know, we had a few good shows. I mean, let me at these down, reporters. I'm take cool. a big sip of coffee. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the first question was, uh, did you see Tom Shale's review and just read the worst yeah. parts of the review? Yeah. And, and he had to be like, oh, well, uh, yeah. And Can't win them all. No, yeah. yeah. I remember there was a real, like, Paul around the yeah. offices for a couple weeks. Ugh. He said that day, he goes, after going through that ringer, yeah. he still had to do a show that day. And he yeah. said he just went to his office and sat under his desk for yeah. a while and just was like, okay. And just had to... Th- yeah, yeah. A rumor every day that oh, Kinnear's coming in and taking oh, our jobs. No. <laughs> John Stewart's coming right. in. We're all fired. We're oh, all fired. Yeah. We're fired. Oddly, what it did in a weird way was it kind of freed us up. Yeah, like right. we were all just like, you know what? We're yeah, this down. is a weird idea, but right. screw it. Like we've we may have lost our lease. Like yeah, in right. ten days we may not have TV cameras. So right, right, yeah, right. and in a weird way, it was the beginning. I think of where the show really just went for mm-hmm. it. And I think that's what, you know, especially college kids really hooked into was yeah. like, oh, these guys are taking big swings. Yeah. And then Out when Letterman came in, I remember that was like. <laughs> so you were there when, when Letterman yeah. came. So, yeah. yeah. And it was like, you know, Letterman was coming back to his old studio right. for the first time. I don't think he had been in the building hmm. since he had left that show. Right. I think we were all just terrified that, I mean, he could have come in, yeah. he could have looked around and he could have said, oh, so this is what passes for comedy now? Right. Yeah. And we were done. Right. Yeah. Emotionally, if not everything else, right. done. He was so gracious and so generous that Ugh. I think we all kind of just felt like, all right, it's out of our hands, yeah. Yeah. but the guy who really matters- Yes. Mm-hmm. Gave loves, us his blessing, yeah. Was yes. beyond generous and- Ugh. 
And yeah. did things start turning around a little bit ratings-wise after that or what, or at least critics-wise? I don't – I honestly don't remember uh, what – I, I, I can't imagine that the numbers were – it's not like all of a sudden – It no. was yeah. renewed every – like find out whether they were renewed every 13 weeks. Oh, yeah. wow. And around when you were there, when you were saying the dark days, yeah. I think it was week to week. Oh my God. When all those rumors. I think it hosts. was. I and think we were week to week when yes. we were working there. It, it just seems. Yeah. I think it awful. was. I think that's right. It was like, we found out every right. Friday if yeah, we were if, coming back. Uh, and, <laughs> and then in uh, early 95, a year later, they got their first six month. That, wow. That's when things. Luxury. That's right when I started. Yeah. And yeah. I was just like, uh, this doesn't seem that bad. Six-month <laughs> six approval, that's not a, not a bad thing. Friday, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. For your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters Friday. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support, anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. If there's anything better than getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's, it's getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's for less in the McDonald's app. Mm. Delicious. Order in the McDonald's app today. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Right now, only in the app. Enjoy a breakfast sandwich for just $1, like a sausage McMuffin with egg. Offer valid one time per day from 429 to 512 at participating McDonald's. Must opt into rewards. It was interesting to, yeah. to yeah, go you were through there. that, time like that really real, time. and the, you know, we also had the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan. Right. Oh, uh, what fun. The And I think the Olympics were on CBS. So that's, it's funny how I have like these, these time stamps of when right. I was there. Right, yeah. Like the Rangers won the Stanley Cup with Mark Messier, I remember. Right. And, you have a good memory. Snow. 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 Yes. Uh, Green Day was on the show. I uh -huh. that. Um, and this Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan thing, which was 
you know, massive. Right. That's and it was, it was on yeah. because, of the, of. because of the time change. It was on opposite us. <gasps> so I remember we did a show and the entire theme of the show is no one is watching. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the whole joke was that anybody could do anything. Right. Literally <laughs> no one is watching. And I can't you remember getting the numbers, but I think literally no one someone. watched. Yeah. That, yeah. That oh, be- really? Yeah. <laughs> that became a recurring bit on the show for yeah. several years whenever oh. a bit called nobody's watching. Yeah. yeah. But I'm pretty sure I would bet that if you look at every single episode of the show from mm-hmm. the beginning to now. Mm-hmm. That was the lowest rated show I, that, yeah. ever, that, was. that ever aired. <laughs> yeah. One of your moms. <laughs> Maybe. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. But certainly no Nielsen families. Yeah. So I think we got, we may have gotten a 0.0. Like, do you remember stuff you came up with for the show back then or? Yeah. Yeah. Some stuff. I mean, yeah. I'm sure I, I, you know, I haven't seen any of yeah, them yeah, yeah. many, many years, but there was a bit that they did for a while after we left. And again, I'm dating myself by this. One of the bits that we did was that they found a, a roll of film mm-hmm. in the guest dressing room mm-hmm. and had it processed. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so you would shoot, and I have a great contact sheet on my wall at home still that was, we shot about 40 expressions with George Kennedy, <laughs> the uh-huh. actor, and you just put them against a wall mm-hmm. and you go, okay, Happy, sad, confused, angry. Mm-hmm. And then we would just paint box him into, like, you would shoot a bunch of photos. And it's like, like oh, he's, photo. yeah, like, yeah. Right. oh, here he's at the statue. And we did a, there was just a bunch of random stuff of, like, George Kennedy had a bunch of squirrels in his hotel room. Uh-huh. And just uh-huh. was, like, dumb, <laughs> goofy jokes. But the finding the lost roll of film was one that, you know, oh, it was one of those. Great. Oh, that's a yeah. great idea. One of those we renewables. refill that, yeah. There was, there was that one. I remember I was on the show twice. Ah, oh I was God. wondering about that. Yay. Yes. Once I played the St. Patrick's Day Irish beard. I was in a giant beard <laughs> suit. And we were, because we couldn't air footage from CBS March Madness, we were reenacting uh, the game. Some, a big oh, shot. Yeah. And I was supposed to take the game-winning shot in this giant beard costume. Uh-huh. Uh, and I missed it by 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. So. Making it even funnier. Yeah. yeah. And then... The other one I used to do, we needed Robert Duvall in something. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we literally went around the table saying, oh, we- does anybody do a Robert Duvall? <laughs> yes. And I don't do a Robert Duvall. <laughs> yeah. But apparently I didn't do a Robert Duvall <laughs> less <best>. than anybody <laughs> else didn't do a Robert Duvall. So I ended were, up being Robert Duvall. Were you terrified? Oh, wow. Like, well, there's no way I'll be. What? What do you mean? I'm Robert Duvall. Yeah. It was me <laughs> and Louis C.K. And Louis was George C. Scott. All right. So I and I can't wow. even remember what the sketch was, but for some <laughs> reason it was matter. George C. Scott yeah, no, and Robert yeah. Duvall yelling at each other. Okay. And so it was one of those yeah. clutch cargos. So oh, I did oh, the, okay. So With, I did the lips of Robert Duvall mm-hmm. and something. Yeah. Clutch cargos where yeah, there'd be a still, and the only thing you'd see are the moving. Right. Lips. Exactly. Right. 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 Exactly. That was like one of the longest running. Oh boy. Hits. Yes. Yeah. And those would be late night writing sessions because they're always based on that day's news. Right. So that wouldn't get underway. Well, in your case, sounds like you'd start writing them at 1 a.m. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'd start at 1. We'd get something done by 3.30 or 4. Right. And I remember calling and leaving voicemails on hair, makeup, wardrobe, props, like the set people, everybody's voicemail about, hey, we need this, we need this, we need this. You know, I'll be in at 9.30. Yeah. You know. I'll be sleeping under my desk. Yeah. (laughs) But it it was, I mean, that was a marathon 
I mean, but yeah. it was like sprinting for 26 miles. It wasn't wow. even a marathon. Yeah. So when you guys and, got the Seinfeld call, you were like, uh, thank God. <laughs> easy street. Yeah. I mean, it was four months and we were wiped out. I imagine. Yeah. I mean, it was all of that. And we were also literally running around 30 Rock trying to find Robert Smigel <laughs> yeah, to yeah. run stuff by him. And like, I remember that. I remember sitting in our office and in those days we all had like a 14-inch tube television that had the NBC feed on it. And my favorite thing to do was Wednesdays you'd put on the SNL feed and you could oh. see the, the whatever the band was. Yeah. Right. And at that point, and I don't know if you ever did this, we would go down because we were our offices were on the ninth floor. Right. And the emergency stairwell – led directly down into 8H, mm-hmm. where they shoot Saturday Night Live. Oh. So the doors could, were all unlocked. You could go <laughs> well, right they were in. fire doors, so yeah, they had to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I remember Pearl Jam was there once, and mm-hmm. we saw them setting up. Yeah. And a bunch of us were like, let's go. And we went down, and we were kind of standing at the back of 8H. And one of the security people came in, and there were like six people on one side of a camera, and there was me on the other side of the camera. And the security guy said to those six people, sorry, you got to go. Oh. <laughs> and he didn't see me on the other side of the camera. So everybody else got thrown out. So basically I was standing with the camera guys and the stage managers oh, wow. watching. And I think they played five or six songs. Oh, oh wow. And what's crazy is a couple years ago, I was just went down an internet hole and I found on YouTube a recording of the rehearsal. What? So I can't remember the guy's name. The stage manager who was there yeah. for a hundred years just was standing it. on whoever the host that week's mark was. And it was like, ladies and gentlemen, mm. Pearl Jam. <laughs> and there's a recording of the private concert that I yeah. saw. Oh, wow. Which that's, was so cool. That's crazy. Yeah. And your friend's getting tossed. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. Well, did I, you just start dressing in all black so they'd think you were... Camera. I guess right. I'm just not distinctive, and yeah, you're I, lucky I, no one ratted you out. Yeah, right? like I'm not sure. Like, hey, don't don't forget him. <laughs> I seem to remember. I recall that when they were getting thrown out, I did get a couple of looks, and people right. were like, "Should we?" Right. Ah, let, let him, him have this. He has one. so little. Let him go. He's <laughs> Let's dealing give him with this the snow. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you done a lot of other performing? Because you were no. you were also in the season finale of Silicon Valley. Yes. The, the back, series finale. The back of my head was, yeah. yeah. Which is just <laughs> the way I like it. Um, no, I'm not a performer at all. As okay. Robert Duvall. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't enjoy it. You don't I, seek it out. I okay. don't. Yeah. And it... I mean, the only reason I did it. Sometimes it seeks you out. Well, the only reason I did it on Silicon Valley is I was directing that episode. Yeah. And someone was going to have to be the documentarian who was asking questions. Yeah. And we were going to hire somebody. And then it occurred to me that I was going to be standing behind whoever we hired Mm -mm. reading stuff off camera. Yeah. And because the format of it was a documentary, it made sense that there was somebody sitting on camera with a list who could ask questions. So yeah. it just seemed crazy that we would hire a body double. Right. Yeah. It's I'm almost then, like it was a true documentary. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's um, the first show you directed on? Jeff Schaefer, Dave Mandel, and I mm-hmm. wrote a movie called Eurotrip. Uh-huh. The, the three of us directed, but Oh wow. But the DGA wouldn't allow a three person credit. So we drew names out of a cup. Oh, no. Uh, and it, which is actually on the DVD. 
of, of Eurotrip. So go home <laughs> yeah. and look at oh, your yeah. DVD uh-huh. of Eurotrip, which you have. It's yes. in, it might be in the um, um, safe it's deposit next box. to your Herman's Head I, DVD. <laughs> right. It's next to the Herman's Head right. box set. I didn't end up getting credit on that. And then Jeff oh, and so Dave and I – you didn't get to get into the DGA. No. Oh, no. Uh, no. And I didn't get to cash get in on the, the massive Eurotrip residuals. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's it like having three people direct a movie? Is that g- a good thing? Or? I didn't – I'll be honest. Like – it's so much easier than two people because with two people, one person can say black and one person can say white and you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, but so with the, three people, it was always- One person can say gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're triple screwed. <laughs> right, right. So you agreed to have like if one, if two against one, then that's, yeah. that was- Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. And right, it's just, great. you know, we'd worked together for years. And yeah. Dave was actually at Saturday Night Live when we were at Conan. Ah, okay. So- did he's you guys actually, go I think to school? He's the to- one. Yeah, we did. We went okay. to college together. Dave's a year younger. Okay. Dave is actually the one that hooked us up with Robert Spiegel. Okay. To submit ideas in the first place. Oh, cool. So we got this job through, oh, through Dave. Well, that's ultimately. a nice, I mean, I, I think it's nice when you see through lines of like early connections mean a lot throughout your whole career. Yeah. yeah when I'm talking to younger people, I encourage them to kind of form a tribe of yes. of creative people that you kind of all keep helping each other along the way. It's yep. funny that you go to the positive side of it. I always go to the negative side, which is be careful who you screw That's over because it's going to yeah. bite you. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. But yeah. yeah, it's, no, there's definitely, and I still, you know, I moved out here in 1992. I still run into people that I kind of think of as like my like we were freshmen together. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. There's like a guy who, you know, whatever is at this agency or this studio. And it's like, oh, they're like, we're, we were part of the same class. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. there's a bond there. For sure. That you were all hazed together. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We've seen each other naked and yeah. Yeah. That is really good advice, Jesse. Cause early on when you're making those bonds, I don't think you think in terms of like, well, maybe this will help me down the road. No. And you shouldn't really think of it like that either, but it's right. But it works out. It it does. And yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, the way I ended up getting hired at Seinfeld was Mm -hmm. I did what I hope was a good job Mm -hmm. for somebody, you know, a year before on something else. And they got a job and they – Right. Yeah. And that definitely – I mean, TV writing being what it is, you know, you spend an enormous amount of time in a small space with people. Mm -hmm. You kind of want to make sure that there are people that aren't going to drive you insane. Right. Right? And don't be a dick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, (laughs) if I could give one piece of advice to anybody starting in show business, it's just don't be an asshole. That has been ignored by many people. I'm going to get that tattooed on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Can you talk to us about what you're working on at the moment? Sure. I just finished the final season of Silicon Valley, Mm -hmm. and I've also been working on another HBO show called Barry. Barry. Yes. Um, And thus far, they've been kind of alternating. Yeah. Um, There was a a bunch of overlap. Yeah. How did that – because you – we're like, all right, I'm going to create it. one hit show and then well, I was working unfortunately on, created another hit yeah, show. So well, you had I was working split. on Silicon Valley and I started talking to Bill Hader and we just started rolling this rock up the hill. And it got to a point where between seasons of Silicon Valley, we shot the pilot mm-hmm. and then they picked it up, which was the worst good news I ever yeah, right, totally. Right. Um, <laughs> it is funny. Bill tells this story of like we got off the phone with HBO after they picked up the show. And he looked at me, and I just looked sick. <laughs> and he, and he was like, right? oh, it was dawning news. on me that, yeah. like, oh, my God, we're going to have to do this. Yeah. So then we had to write the first season of it while I was working on Silicon Valley. So I was going back and forth. Both writers' rooms were on the Sony lot. Mm-hmm. And I would literally work 
uh-huh. at one show from like eight until two in the afternoon, and then I'd go to the other show from two o five until yeah eight at night or were, whatever. Were you ever crossing storylines? <laughs> <laughs> Oddly, I actually found it helped in a weird way, mm-hmm. like that I could cleanse my brain of one show by being in the other. Right. Yeah. You know, and it was like I would lift one weight and put it down and lift a different. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now it's going to be but great to just, just let's figure something out yeah. and not. Yes, it is a, it is a big, and it's funny. Yes. I was just having this conversation with somebody. I went to the, the Silicon Valley rap party for the, the final one. I found myself having like an oddly good time. And I'm like, right. I don't know if I've ever had like a good time. <laughs> and when he's, and, really I realized, <laughs> and I realized that every single Silicon Valley rap party for other people was, yay, we finished. Right. And in my head, I was going, we have to start all over uh-huh. again. Yes. We're yeah. at zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell is anybody celebrating right about? now? Yeah. Yeah. This is a disaster. Don't you all get it? Yeah. <laughs> Did you grab the mic and tell everyone? <laughs> but I realized stop finally. Stop Just stop it. Yeah. I, I mean, mentally, that's what I was yeah. doing yeah. the whole time. I mean, I, it manifested <laughs> itself in my just drinking too much. You're right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was my interior monologue right, for right, sure. Right, right, right. But no this time relief. you got to drink out of happiness. I drank yeah. too much out of joy. Yeah. 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 That one time, one day. That's right. Well, it seems like things are working out. Yes. I guess so. In general. Yeah. What did Tom Shell's know? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Although yeah. I jumped off of that sinking ship that's when true. Tom Shell said that. Exactly. So. Well, we were joking earlier about that Conan's the ship that's been sinking for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very long sink. <laughs> See, very now slow. you're thinking like me. Now you've gone to the dark side. That's <laughs> a good. few centimeters a year. It's, that's the most. No, but even it's, it's all, you might even consider it a float still. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you, when when you left and went to Seinfeld, what did you think was going to happen to the late night show? I or felt like did, at that moment, it felt like we had left just as the as the mm-hmm. plane was taking off. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I never felt like, oh, well, you we guys got were out the extra right. weight they had to. Maybe we were. <laughs> right, 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 That's right. for others to decide. <laughs> we were ballast. Um, <laughs> ask literally anybody else who worked there and they'll tell you that. Right. But uh, no, at the time, no. I think we, I mean, we were excited to go go back mm-hmm. and then we just got something that we couldn't well, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Alec, thank you so much. We have to wrap up. Thank right. you so much of for course. doing this. Of course. This was my pleasure. This yeah, was fun. Yeah, it's really fun to talk to you. That's great. And congratulations on thank you so all much. the good things that Much appreciated. And, and to you as well. Thank you very much. Thanks. Uh, we sounded so happy then. Yes, it was a different time. <laughs> Still this year. That's the crazy thing. It was 2020. Don't throw the whole year out. We'll always have January and February. Incredible we months. We had a good six weeks. Yeah, we, we have a great way to end to this week's show. We do. We put out a call and you answered. We finally got a voicemail. We did. Yeah, we were so excited. We're going to share it with you. Uh, uh, That sounds like me during half the interviews. (laughs) It really does sound like he's doing a you impression. (laughs) This is the most articulate I've ever been. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, do you want... Oh. Oh! I thought it was done. I thought I we were ready to answer. I'll take the first four sighs and you can answer the last three. I could, I did, the last three were definitely for me. 
Oh, I think that that was I I had asked people to call in and leave heavy breathing. And I think that that's what that was. Oh, okay. (laughs) What do you want to suggest this week? (laughs) Go ahead. So, yes, call us. The voicemail number is 323-209-5303. Or you can uh, email us at, oh, what's what's the email address? InsideConanPod at gmail.com. Oh, there, I put my glasses on. You're correct. (laughs) All right, well, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. We like you. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Jen Samples. Engineered and mixed by Will Becton. Supervising producers are Kevin Bartelt and Aaron Blayard. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.